good morning. It is wonderful to have each and every one of you here this morning. We begin our service by singing the doxology, which is found in the red hymnal number 549. The doxology number 549 in the red hymnal. hymn number 709. My whole world boasts of the Lord. Let the lowly folk hear and be glad. Lord God Almighty, how great and wonderful are your deeds. King of all nations, how right and true are your ways. Who will not fear you, Lord? Who will refuse to declare your greatness? For you alone are holy. All the nations will come and worship before you. For your righteous deeds are seen by all. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the heavens be glad, let the earth rejoice, and let them say among the nations, The Lord reigns. Amen. <clears throat> Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and might belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 231, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Hymn number 231, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Oh 
seated. Let us go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Our gracious God, we humbly come before you just as we are this morning. Lord, you know of the journey that we have been on. And Lord, we'd ask that as we continue that journey that you would guide every one of our footsteps. That we'd be reminded of the fact that your presence is always with us and that under no circumstances have you ever left us or have you ever forsaken us. God, you are there. So it is with that understanding, God, that we come before you with the needs and requests that we have in our lives. You know, we have many small needs and many middle-sized needs and many big needs. And God, you remember and remind us again and again that whatever our needs are, you want to know about them. And Lord, we just lay them before you right now. We'd ask that your Son, Jesus Christ, would be that intercessor for us and that the Holy Spirit would make those requests to you that a lot of times, God, words just can't not seem to explain what we really truly need. But we know in the presence of the Spirit that you hear that, God, and you know what we really truly need. And Lord, as always, as we pray for everything within our own lives, God, our prayer is always this, if it is not the best for me, God, I don't want it. And let that always be on our lips and on our thoughts. That God, if it is not the best for me, I do not want it. God, we think about other people's needs, family and friends. Lord, we think of the patients here at the medical center. Lord, we think of the staff that is working here today, the family members that will be visiting. And Lord, we lift them up to you in the same way as we lift up our requests. Remind them always of your presence. And may their prayers also be the same, that God, if this is not the best for me, I do not want it. And Lord, we just want to worship you with adoration and thanksgiving. And God, we just come before you with our needs. Thank you, God. And we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 218, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Oh, 
from Hebrews chapter 12 beginning with verse 14 make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy without holiness no one will see the Lord see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected, even though he sought the blessings with tears. He could not change what he had done. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, Lord, we are just so thankful for this time of worship that we are having. Lord, I would ask that you would give us that peace in our hearts right now so that we can hear you speak in our lives. And Lord, I would ask that you would give me that peace so I can say the things that we all need to hear as our desire is to draw closer to you in all things. Help me now, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. Well, just yesterday I was in the city of Chicago, and I don't know if any one of you have ever been to Chicago, but I was there for a couple of days at a conference that has to do with my denomination, the people that ecclesiastically endorsed me to to be a chaplain. And one of the roles that I have is I sit on committees and I chair committees and we examine people that would like to be following the Lord and they need ordination to be pastors, to be clergy, to be chaplains. 
and I have the honor to be on those committees. And it's always interesting to hear the different stories about how God has led them to where they are on their journey to bring them to the point where they want to be ordained, they want to become pastors and chaplains wanting to serve God. And one of the most interesting stories is one that took place on a different committee, and it was a story about a gentleman in terms of when he was a young man, that him and his buddies, they were out sailing, and as they were coming back, they were going up a river after they had been sailing out in the ocean, and their mast of their ship hit a power line. And the mast took that charge of that power line in, into the ship, and the people, person that was being interviewed said that when he touched the mast, he got that electrical charge of 10,000 plus volts. What saved him was a friend that knew the Lord as their Savior, and he grabbed him. And because he grabbed him, he became the ground, and all of the electricity passed through this ordinary candidate, went to his friend who knew Christ as his personal Savior, and killed his friend. And afterwards, as he was recovering in the hospital, his wife came to him and said, you know what? If the charges had have killed you, you would be in hell today. But your friend who took that charge for you, who died, is now in heaven. This is a true story. I'm not making this up. And because of that event, this person went on to accept Christ as their personal Savior and went on to be a missionary in different parts of the world and now he continually wants to serve God and asks to be ordained with our organization as he continues to serve as a missionary. And as we were praying for him yesterday in terms of our laying hands on him, his story is true because he has the physical evidence of the charge that passed through him. In fact, on the top of his head, he has hair everywhere except where the charge went through his body. And you can clearly see that the horrific event that happened to him. And as we prayed for him and I talked to him after we were done with the service, he just shared with me how God has been leading his life every step of the way and has been using those circumstances, that true story that he has about himself, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others. And I think what's important for us to be reminded of in this story is that God has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us. Maybe we don't have some type of wonderful testimony that we can give in terms of how God saved us from our sin through a friend that had to die for it. But I can't think of a better way to explain the fact that each and every one of us has to make the effort to reach out to those that do not know Christ as their personal Savior. And as we make the effort that it actually costs us something to do that. 
just as the friend died from what he did in terms of making the effort to save his friend. But yet through that effort, his friend came to know Christ as he knows Christ. And so when we make that effort, I think we sometimes maybe think the cost is too high perhaps. Or maybe the cost is not enough. Maybe we are compelled somehow that, God, we need to do more. And I've been reminded again and again the last couple of weeks over this fact. God does not need any one of us to perform his will or his purpose. We are not special in that task because God can use anybody and anything. But yet I believe God wants us to make the effort, and as the scriptures have told us this morning, to make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. And when we are doing that, we are honoring God, and we are actually saying to God, God, I know that you don't need me, but if it is your will, allow me to be used in different circumstances that you are putting me in, in terms of different communities, different people that we have contact with and God if you want to use me Lord I'm I'm here for whatever purpose you have I God I know I am not special I know that you do not need me but if it is your will use me for whatever purpose you need and so by making that effort we are acknowledging the fact that God whatever happens to us It's not based on our effort, our talent, our abilities, our energy, that somehow if we create some type of positivism in our lives, that wonderful things will happen to us. We put everything on the responsibility of God and His will for our lives. But to make that effort, we truly need to be at peace. So, are you at peace this morning with yourself? Am I at peace with God this morning? Because if we are not in harmony, we are not in that situation of having that peace with God, whatever effort we are making, it's not about God, it's about ourselves. And we see about whether it is ourselves or not in terms of what we do, what our actions. Are we truly being and living a holy life? Are we doing those things that truly honor God? Because without holiness, no one will see the Lord. The scriptures say that. I don't know about you, but I want to see the Lord everywhere in my life. And there are times when I just close my eyes And I think to myself, God, I know that you are everywhere. I know that you are here with me. God, I know that you are in the heavens. Take me, God, wherever you want me to be. But yet I can only get to that point in my life when my actions and my conduct and my thoughts, which are imperfect, but yet I make the effort to be holy and I fall and I stumble and I make mistakes I do something wrong 
every day, not just once, not just twice, not just three times, a lot of times. But yet I know that God wants me to make the effort to be holy and not to give up on myself because God values who I am. God values who you are. Do not give up on yourself, regardless of what you have done, because God has not given up on you. Because we don't want to fall short of God's grace. We do not want to fall short of God's favor. Because when we are not living the holy life that God wants us to live, when we are not at peace with ourselves and with everyone, then we allow those things within our lives, the circumstances that we have, to make us angry and bitter. And one of the reasons I believe that we become angry and bitter is because of our attitudes and actions that we have towards God in terms of somehow we feel that we can control and manipulate the power of God to our own specific needs and our will. And then we become frustrated because God does not answer the prayers that we want Him to answer for us. That's why as we were doing our prayer this morning, I was reminded of the fact that how we pray is so important because it's how we see God. That's why I think we need to end every one of our prayers. God, if this is not the best for me, I do not want it. Because it places the responsibility where that answer of prayer comes from. Not on me, not on my will, not how some I can empower my life by positive thinking to change the circumstances in my life. I am not a Jedi. I can't tell people with a wave of my hand, you need to think this. You need to do this for me. And the deep root that causes bitterness within our lives is because we become disappointed because God does not answer the prayers the way that we want them to. Because I get it wrong. You get it wrong. Because we're asking only for our selfish desires and our selfish nature. And God tells us not to do that. Because if we are truly living a holy life, if we are truly at peace with everyone, then our prayers will reflect that. We will not fall short of the grace of God. We will embrace it. As we embrace God's grace, we see the life that God wants us to live, and we are enjoying the life that God has given us. We see the little things that God provides for us and we rejoice in those things and we say thank you God we put that disappointment that we have and we set it aside and we say God we understand that this is your will for our lives and we want to praise you and thank you for it and we continue to make the effort God does not want us to be godless like Esau Esau was thinking only about himself he was thinking only about that moment. He was thinking only about what he wanted. And many times when we go before God, that's how I know I have prayed. Perhaps you have prayed in the same way. God, I'm only in this moment. 
I only want what I want. I only need what I need, what I think I need. And God, I don't care about the rest. And we miss, in the present moment, what could happen to us in the future if we do something wrong in that present time. And that's exactly what Esau did. And then when he came back, understanding that he wanted to have his blessing as being the firstborn, he was rejected. The wonderful thing about you and I is we have Christ since this event took place. We have Christ that tells us again and again, if you come to me, I will never reject you. I will accept you for who you are. If you acknowledge who I am as being the Son of God and what, as the Son of God, has been done for you, accepting that salvation that God offers to each and every one of us. But I think we sometimes ask for God's blessing the way that Esau wanted that blessing. He wanted what he wanted at that particular time and moment. And many times we ask God to bless us even with our tears. We somehow try to feel that we can manipulate God by our emotions. God, if I cry enough, maybe you'll believe me. But God knows our hearts. He knows our emotions. He knows our feelings. He can see through all of that in terms of what we are truly asking for in terms of who we really are as a follower of his son, Jesus Christ. But yet, we need to make the effort. And even though he sought the blessing with tears, he could not change what he had done. There's no one here in this room that can change what they have done in the past. As my oldest son would say, Dad, it is what it is. But we can change what we do today. We can change what we do tomorrow by making the effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. We can make the effort and desire to see God with God's help. Because I think each and every one of us want to see God in our own individual lives. And that responsibility God gives us, but once again, it's a responsibility that we take and we actually give it back to God. To God, you've given me this responsibility. God, I know that I need to make the effort, but you need to help me, God, because I can't do it on my own. I'm always going to get it wrong if I do it without you, God. Because if I do it by my own efforts, and the scriptures tell us that our righteousness is filthy rags, that it means absolutely nothing before God. Unless our effort to live at peace, our effort to be holy, is through God. That's what makes the difference to our efforts. Surrendering our effort to God. To say, God, I cannot be holy today, but I know that you working through me, your will, your purpose, I can be holy. 
I can be at peace with myself and everyone in my life. And I can have the holiness so I will be able to see you, God, and see your wonderful works that you are doing in my life and in the lives of others. Because just like this friend saved his friend from death and took that 10,000 volt electrical charge, God reaches down through his son Jesus Christ and touches us just as the friend touched his friend to save him. God touches us through his son Jesus Christ who died on the cross and took the penalty for our wrongs, took the penalty for our sin and absorbed it onto himself and he died for you and for me. But yet the saga, the story, the journey that gives us the hope is after Christ's death, he rose again. He rose again so that you and I can see the power of God as it truly exists. That you and I can see that as we make the effort, God will bless it if it's according to his will and his purpose. God has never rejected any one of us. He wants to save us again and again and again. So it is my hope and prayer that as we finish this last couple of weeks of this year, as we look to the holidays, that we have a responsibility to be at peace with everyone to be holy with everyone. And in that holiness, we truly see what we are celebrating and that it's all about God working in our lives. And we praise Him for that. Amen. Please take a few moments and prepare your hearts for communion. And as we come before the Lord, He knows who we are. There's nothing that we can hide. Let us pray. Lord, You know that we don't deserve what You have done for us through Your Son, Jesus Christ. We don't deserve your love, we don't deserve your peace, we do not deserve your forgiveness. But it is through that grace that we embrace all of those things. Lord, we just ask you to forgive us when we've tried to be like Esau, where we just saw the moment, we thought only about ourselves, we didn't think about anything else. But Lord, you want to give us that eternal blessing. And God, you have never rejected any one of us because the cross comes before in everything that we do. And Lord, I would ask that you would just forgive us, that we would see you working in our lives, that we would be at peace with everyone, that we would have that holiness that you want us to have so we can see you, God every moment of every day. 
that you will be our compass and our direction in each step that we take as we continue our journey with you through this life. Thank you, God, for forgiving us and loving us. In Christ's name, amen. from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn is number 255. Come, all ye faithful. Yeah.
God, we thank you for the plan that you have for us every day to make the effort to be at peace with everyone and to be holy because, God, we truly want to see you in our lives. God, help us with that plan because we cannot do it on our own. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.